Welcome to KXA News Today. Here are your Tuesday morning headlines. Former President Donald Trump says he will turn himself into an Atlanta jail on Thursday as her charges stemming from his efforts to stay in office. Former President's bond is set at $200,000. The Fulton County Sheriff's Office says the area around the jail will be a hard lockdown. Austin City Council meets today to talk about extending a declaration of local state of disaster. City leaders last week issued that in response to the wildfire dangers. According to the Austin Mayor Kirk Watson, the city ranks sixth in the nation when it comes to the number of homes at risk of a wildfire. President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden are back on the mainland after visiting Hawaii Monday for the first time since those deadly wildfires. Fires killed at least 114 people. Search teams continuing to look for more than 850 still unaccounted for. Biden has said he's going to do everything in his power to help Maui recover and rebuild. As the remnants of what was once Tropical Storm Hillary continue to cause mudslides and flooding along the West Coast, Texas is preparing for its own round of storms down south. What you're looking at right now is flooding that forced the closure of roads in California near Nevada. And down near South Padre Island, we can expect some impacts from what is now Tropical Storm Harold. That storm expected to make landfall here later this morning. People in the town of Laguna Heights preparing for heavy rain while still recovering from a devastating tornado they had back in May. Officials are encouraging homeowners to clear out any remaining debris. Check the roofs, check their uh, gutters if they have any, make sure they're free so the water can flow um, away from their property and into the drainage dishes so we can have that free flow of water out of this area. Okay, so Kristen, we have this storm. It is moving into Texas. Mm -hmm. Do we get anything from this? A little bit, but yeah. not much, yeah. unfortunately. A lot of this, I think, is going to go south of us. So let me show you newly formed Tropical Storm Herald. Again, that was deemed Tropical Storm earlier this morning. You can see there's winds out 45 miles per hour. This thing is moving, though, west-northwest at about 18 miles per hour. So it'll come in fast. You see the Tropical Storm warnings we have up from just north of Corpus Christi all the way down to the southern tip there. And this is expected to bring heavy rainfall, some strong winds, a few feet of storm surge as well. It's going to go across South Texas and kind of get lifted up here along the western edge of that high pressure system. Could bring some heavy rain to the Big Bend as well as El Paso, but you'll notice a lot of this south of central Texas. So we are going to be looking at, uh, unfortunately, a day of more wind and heat than anything in the way of rain. Live look outside from our Whittlesey Landscape Supplies weather camera there in Liberty Hill. Expecting some of the cloud cover. I'm sure you noticed that yesterday afternoon. That was brought in by what was a tropical depression, but now tropical storm Harold. Temperatures are right now in the 70s and 80s. It is very comfortable out there with current temperatures at 83 around the Austin metro. That's pretty similar to where we were yesterday. But because of the cloud cover, some hit and miss rain will likely see temperatures run a few degrees cooler than what you felt yesterday. 102, the forecast high. We've got rain chances up to about 20%, but unfortunately, that will be it. I'm hopeful some of us can get some rain out of those hit and miss showers, but most of us get the critical fire danger. We'll talk a little bit more about why that is coming up in your first morning forecast. Kristen, thank you. The lack of rain in central Texas and the extreme heat forcing more cities 
when it comes to drought restrictions to enter another stage of it. And as of this week, Hutto is under stage three water conservation efforts for the city. And that means that people will be allowed to water outdoors one day a week, depending on your address. Now, there is an exemption for people who water with the handheld hose, watering can, or drip irrigation system. San Marcos set to enter stage four water restrictions on Sunday. Last time San Marcos was in stage four, that was back in 2014. In Round Rock, you can see how your water conservation efforts are helping with regional water saving goals because the city set up a dashboard, this one that shows daily water consumption. You can see at least 32 million gallons used on Sunday. It also tracks lake levels and its current outdoor watering schedule. You can find a link to that on our website, kxan.com. Just search Round Rock Water. One of the most critical trading routes for the U.S. being hit by drought and extreme weather, and it's causing a backlog at the Panama Canal for container ships normally headed to the East Coast. Experts say the holdup could be temporary, or at least it should be. But as Alan Baer, CEO of shipping and logistics company OLUSA, explains, some items will take longer than others. Things like tiles, countertops, uh, wood flooring, or uh, uh, other types of flooring are all being left behind at the moment out in Asia because it's it's making the ship too heavy to even transit in the existing conditions. That could be 30, 60, 90 days delay. And so that for consumers could mean something you thought would be in in September, October, may arrive December, January, for example. Ahead on today, what does it mean for you and for your wallet? And any tips for anyone planning an early start on their holiday shopping? Live look this morning at I-35 through downtown Austin. Dark and quiet early on here. This is part of that stretch, though, where TxDOT's going to try to improve congestion through an interstate overhaul. TxDOT received federal approval for the Capital Express Central Project. Covers eight miles of I-35 from Highway 290 to SH-71 and Ben White Boulevard. Improving this area is going to impact people experiencing homelessness who live under these state highways. TxDOT says its solution is to expand the current state-sanctioned camp, the Esperanza community in southeast Austin. We're looking at opportunities to uh, duplicate that or replicate that in, in a location for additional folks who may be displaced by this project. TxDOT's plan is to expand the Esperanza community and house 200 additional people, totaling 400. With the federal green light, the project's going to move into its final design and review phase before construction begins next year. It'll include two non-tolled carpool lanes in each direction. It'll also remove the upper decks and will lower the main lanes of the freeway in some parts. If you're looking for something fun to do this weekend, how about this? The annual Bat Fest is happening on Saturday and it's going to be at the Ann Richards Bridge. Music, live music, of course, food, crafts, and a bat costume contest. It runs from 4 in the afternoon until midnight. The bats, of course, will take flight sometime between 7 and 8.45 at night. The Ann Richards Bridge will close for the event starting at 5 Saturday morning, and then will reopen at 5 Sunday morning. A fertilizer plant up in flames. How a massive fire years ago helped shape the first response to this one. And why Austin Community College has seen slower growth this school year. The more Good morning, everyone. 
This is a live look outside to start off your day on this Tuesday, August the 22nd. There is a small community here in Central Texas that is starting to work rebuilding after a fast moving fire destroyed the American Plant Food Corporation fertilizer plant. This happened up in the town of Bartlett that sits in both Williamson and Bell counties. It prompted evacuations and the school district to cancel sports practices Monday. First responders say one of the biggest concerns is monitoring the air quality since it was a hazardous material fire. The Bartlett Fire Chief telling us that they had to be very strategic with how they responded. The, the fire being a, a hazardous uh, material fire, uh, very complicated if we were to put, put a bunch of water on it. So we're concerned about the runoff getting into the, the local streams. Um, so we didn't want to, to do that. Cleanup is expected to take weeks here, and as we go in depth, an explosion in the town of West years ago helped shape this emergency response. You remember that, just an awful day. Williamson County says it now uses data from more than 250 facilities in the area, along with weather data, and this helps create real-time disaster modeling, calculating the worst-case scenarios. Emergency crews can also access that information in their vehicle on the way to the scene, and that helps them know how they should respond to that situation. Court case over the placement of buoys at the Texas-Mexico border, what Governor Abbott says changed that could allow them to stay in place. Fredericksburg is facing an odd problem year after year. What's being stolen from around the hill country? Longhorn's now less than two weeks away from the opener and now a transition in their training camp. I'll explain coming up. Good morning, everyone. This is a live look to give you an idea of what it looks like outside. This is Liberty Hill, a little blurry as you wake up with this on this Tuesday, but it is bright and early in the morning. So. Here we go with your news. This morning, some people who live near the border plan to speak out against the new buoy barriers that are there, and they're going to be at the federal courthouse in Austin ahead of the start of a court case when it comes to that barrier. Governor Greg Abbott visiting the border just yesterday and addressed concerns highlighted in a lawsuit against those controversial buoys in the river. The Department of Justice sued, alleging, among other things, that the buoys are on the Mexican side of the border. The governor revealed they've since moved the buoys out of an abundance of caution uh, texas went back uh, and moved the buoys uh, into a location uh, where it is clear that they are on the united states side not on the mexico side the governor added the treaty between texas and mexico specifically references buoys as a device that can be used in these waters the international boundary and water commission has said texas installed the buoys without a permit ERCOT is issuing another weather watch. The state grid operator anticipating higher demand with the potential for lower reserves Wednesday through Sunday. ERCOT sending these notifications yesterday, part of a new transparency effort since that massive winter storm and after the new president of ERCOT took over. Can you give us an idea of why those are important. What are the stakes? We're not doing it on the brink. We don't want people to think that when we issue either a weather watch or a conservation call that we're on the brink of outages. That's not the case. This summer, ERCOT has set 12 new all-time peak demand records, one more than last summer. Interesting to hear the CEO saying they don't do this 
when it's critical. They're doing it <laughs> sort of to get us ahead of the game. Yeah, yeah I think when they, if they issue that call to save energy, it's probably a little mm -hmm. too late, you know, right. if they right. if they weren't at that level. It's like, I want to know when the thing's about to go down. <laughs> then I'll start Hopefully yeah. that's a different alert. Stuff. Hopefully that's a different alert. <laughs> yeah, because it's tough. They, these things yeah. get so repetitive, you know. It, it's been a long summer. There's no doubt about it. Let me show you what's going on today because, unfortunately, what we thought was going to bring us some relief is probably not going to do a whole lot for us here in Central Texas. South Texas will get a good amount. I'm mean, again like this. Everybody's pulling on the grid. So if we can't get it, we might as well get somebody here in the state to get some rain. And that's going to be areas down towards Corpus Christi and Brownsville as Tropical Storm Harold slowly makes its approach here. We're going to be tracking that rain all day long to our south. 83 degrees right now underneath the drier sky here in Austin. Our humidity is 65%. You'll notice that hike and bike forecast shows a high temperature of about 102 today. Technically, yeah, that's a little cooler than what we had yesterday, but not necessarily, I think, one of those temperatures we're joyful for, right? We were hoping for sub 100. I don't think it's going to happen today. In fact, most of us expected to stay dry. Just a couple isolated storms here and there as we get into the later part of the afternoon. Southern counties, I'm looking at you. I think we're going to be hard pressed to find anything north of Austin. Not that it's impossible, but I think a lot of those isolated storms are going to favor areas near I-10 and further south. South Texas favored for about three to five inches of rainfall. Boy, it'd be nice to get at least a little bit of that. One to two inches from about Corpus to San Antonio. When I zoom you down home, you'll notice our numbers drop significantly, about a quarter of an inch underneath some of those heavier isolated downpours here. So it's not going to be a game changer for us. Unfortunately, the fact that that track is so far south, I think the winds will be a bigger issue. That's prompting this red flag warning. 1 p.m. to 8 p.m., we've got dangerous fire conditions here. Talking humidity less than 30%, less than 20% up there in the northwest. In addition to those gusty winds, look at where your winds are going later today around two o'clock this afternoon we could see wind gusts 30 to 40 miles per hour coming out of the east northeast those winds will be gusty all afternoon before eventually they slowly start to cool down heading into the evening and beyond we'll probably wake up with some calmer winds by the time i see you tomorrow morning but the seven day forecast just has that 20 percent chance of rain again that's for southern counties i think austin it'll be about 10 to 20 percent which is nothing that i would rearrange your day over 102 today 104 tomorrow still on track to see some record temperatures behind this system. So as it darts to the west, our temperatures really start to heat up here. 107 Friday and then a couple sea breeze storms possible this weekend into early next week. Temperatures will stay about 104 to 106 through the weekend. Kristen, thank you. After some growing concerns over close calls between planes, both in the skies and on the ground, the Federal Aviation Administration is pushing airports across the country to hold runway safety meetings. Now, the industry stresses that the U.S. has the safest aviation system in the world. However, the president of the Airline Pilots Association says more work could be done to keep people safe. We need to get back to basics. We need to focus get away from distractions that, that that may be out there in the world there's a lot of new right now we're not just new pilots and new controllers new flight attendants new ground personnel everybody needs to be more vigilant and and, and double down on on safety 
Ahead on today, the plan to improve safety in the skies. Going in depth here, we had two close calls at Austin's airport this year. The first in February, the FAA saying an air traffic controller may have told an incoming FedEx plane it was clear to land while telling the Southwest flight it was okay to take off. Two managed to avoid hitting each other. The second in July, a flight crew was preparing to land when they instead started to climb due to a small aircraft nearby. The agency saying the two planes got about a mile and a half away from each other. Also this morning, tens of thousands of Austin Community College students are starting their second day of the fall semester today. But there aren't as many students as the school is used to having. Okay, since Nabil Ramadna shows what slowed growth. My major is business. The fall semester has begun. I really like the campus. And students are back on all 11 ACC campuses. We're projecting we'll probably get to about 37,000 students for the fall semester. Before the pandemic, enrollment held steady at around 41,000 students. But in fall 2021, peak COVID, enrollment dropped to about 36,000 students. The numbers dropped again in fall 2022 to 35,000 students. In that first year of the pandemic, there was a kind of a big rush to take advantage of uh, remote learning. Uh, we lost quite a lot of ground in fall of 21, and so we're building back up from there. Galen Scott with ACC says the move to online classes opened up more options for students. New student enrollment in online-only classes continues to rise, up 16% from fall 2022. Myramu Hamidou is majoring in cybersecurity. I used to work uh, uh, and then during the pandemic, I lost my job and I became stay at home mom. She wanted to get back to a school that she could afford and that was flexible. For her, ACC fit the bill. I called some few universities around Austin area that were like very, very expensive. I couldn't afford and the classes didn't match my schedule as a, as a mom. Being able to work around life as a mom was a major selling point and the school now offers something else for her. Fortunately for me, ACC just launched a bachelor's program in cybersecurity. So Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. Nabil tells us enrollment is up seven and a half percent for fields like computer science and IT. Liberal arts enrollment has gone up 10 percent. Science, engineering and math have also seen a 7% increase. Now, ACC opened back in 1973 as we go in depth here with just one campus back then. Now we have 11. ACC took over the old Highland Mall and reimagined it. Phase one opened in 2014. Last year, it cut the ribbon on the second phase. In 2013, the Elgin campus held a grand opening. In 2014, ACC Hayes opened up in Kyle. And last year, ACC completed a historic renovation of its downtown Austin campus. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. The Longhorns continue to work out, but kind of a transition time in their preseason. They had their second and final big scrimmage on Saturday. Now, as practice continues less than two weeks from that opener against Rice, they transition with another variable added in for these players. That being the end of training camp in our mind, um, with school starting today, now it's about creating creating really good habits, right? We, we talk a lot about in our team room about kind of the three phases of their life that they that they operate in, right? They've got their academic world, they've got their football world, and then they've got their personal and their social world. And and managing those three worlds simultaneously, I think, is really important. Um, and you do that through really good self-discipline. 
Um, and you do that through creating habits that ultimately start to become the routines of how we operate on a weekly basis from Sunday through Saturday and then recreating it again the next week. AP All-American team preseason announced on Monday. Couple of Longhorns show up on the second team. Sophomore offensive tackle Kelvin Banks, big number 78, and wide receiver Xavier Worthy, both named second team preseason All-Americans. Now, high school football season starts in just a couple of days, and we've got that Taco Shack Bowl on KBVO Thursday. Anderson and McCallum at House Park, that's at 7.30. Westlake and Ridgepoint down in the Houston area. You can watch it on KXAN.com Friday. They've moved that from a 7 o'clock to a 7.30 start, trying to back it up a little and avoid some of the heat. Of course, it's going to be hot no matter what they do it. Play it at midnight. Still hot. Back to you. <laughs> Still hot as we come up on 5 in the morning. And with this week of high school football kicking off, we're in the middle of a heat wave. The start times, as Roger mentioned, moving. And we're seeing that in North Texas, too, because of the heat. Forecasts high in many areas on Friday could be up above 100. Feel like temperatures even higher, close to 115 degrees. Some schools not allowing those student athletes to practice at all from noon until six in the evening during the peak of the heat. Our trainer made a decision, coach, you know what, let's try to beat the heat. Let's get them in there 30 minutes, let's get them rested, and then at 30 minutes, let's see if we can come back out. We want to try to beat that bowl to get a practice in. So it, it, it's, both, it's, a, it's a team effort to make sure that these kids are safe at the end of the day. A Dallas Ambulance Service said it had to treat several people watching during a high school football scrimmage last week. For those of you listening on the KXAN Today podcast, we're happy to have you around. Still ahead as we kick off the 5 a.m. hour, we are tracking the damage following a once tropical storm in California and how South Texas is preparing as a tropical storm moves in here. Thanks for joining KXAN News Today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.